What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. I'm just back and forth. I'm all over the place. If you're watching on TV, you know, I just don't like talking to myself. I can't always tell what's coming up depending on what side of the table I'm on. Welcome back to On Now ESPN Radio. A little young and sick for you. That was my number one played song in 2021. I don't know how I stumbled back around to it. You know, sometimes you have those songs that you just love so much, you just play over and over and over again. And then uh, they endure and you keep playing them over and over again for, you know, forever. Then there's others that you just... You love for a moment in time, and then they kind of fade, and you forget about them. And I, I listened to that song more than any other song in 2021, and then didn't listen to it for a long time. So happy to find my way back to it. You missed anything in our first hour? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. It's fun uh, getting all your texts. Uh, we will uh, keep going through some of the texts here uh, in the second hour. But first, gotta have some fun. We got, we're sitting here in the studio. We have a sign for the Riverbank Run, uh, which is coming up here in a couple weeks, next weekend to be specific. I guess two weekends from now to be specific. And uh, the annual Riverbank Run, a uh, great event in uh, Missoula. And they're back to their traditional route and the, sort of the traditional running of the race. So that'll be very fun. Uh, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the mile, the 5K, the 10K, and the trifecta. I just finished running a mile at the YMCA. Oh, look at you. I am so embarrassed. How at, long did it take how, you? I can't even tell you. I'm not going to tell you. It makes me feel horrible. Under 20? Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, like 12 and a half. But that's, that's not bad. Really? No. I, all I can harken back to is like the the only times I ever ran miles, I'm not a distance runner, shocking, I know. What? But uh, I, the only times I ever really remember having definitive mile times were... Gym class. Gym class yeah. through your junior year of high school. So that was 20 years ago, right? Uh, but I remember being able to run a sub seven minute mile. What? So I'm sitting here thinking, what's going on? Oh my God, on? I could barely get 10 minutes. I also remember that we had a fitness competition when I was working at the gym that I was at. Not like a real, like just a, a daily yeah. checklist, yeah. you know, do this, do this, do this, do this. We had to run a mile 
mile at the beginning of the 90 days and run a mile at the end of the 90 days. So I went to Brick Breed and Fieldhouse with all my coworkers. I was so competitive. I ran so hard that I puked my guts out, but I ran seven minutes and 45 seconds. And when was this? This, But this was probably, oh, shoot, seven years ago. And so I have not run a timed mile since then. I'm just dying. And I'm like, wow. So 12 and a half is okay. That's not bad. Anyways, the reason I'm talking about all this, besides just to promote the Riverbank Run and the Missoula YMCA, uh, is to ask you, what do you think you could run a two-mile in? And what if I told you that two high school kids ran the two-mile in eight minutes and 45 oh, seconds this week? my God. No, it would take <laughs> me like 30 minutes. When For I, sure. If you run a two-mile in 30 minutes, I'd be impressed. That would be good, right? When I've done like 5Ks in the past. Sure, yeah, which it, is like what, 2.4 no, miles? No, it's 3 point. It's oh, 3.2 3 miles, miles, that's yeah. right. 3.2 miles, it yep. It took me, I think every time, about 35 minutes. That's stellar. That, that's stellar, actually, though. Yeah, it's not bad. That was back when good. I was younger and thinner. Oh, my God. I don't even know if it has any, as much to do with the thin as just the doing it. Right. To be good at running, you just have to run all the time. And, yeah, and like, I, nobody likes to do that. No. Especially Some since people we, do. And we've discovered all these other cool ways that you can get a great workout. Right. Without jogging on a track. Like I, we, we've been going to these Hype House classes. Yeah. 40 to 48 minutes, just lickety split. You're just dying of sweat. And right. you're so sore right afterwards. It's not nearly as miserable as a run. Well, even in my the hot house yoga classes, my heart rate gets up for sure. It's oh, different. Definitely. I mean, you know, you're running also is your lung capacity and well, and you're all just of those your things. movement, yeah. your body movement. But you're going to be sore. Oh, I've been doing this for several weeks now. Running? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I, I we're boring the people so badly oh, yeah. already. But check it out on Sports here on ESPN Radio, of course, presented by. Several of my favorite workout places, the Hype House down there on Tool Avenue, right across from DraftWorks, Hot House Yoga, which is downtown uh, here in Missoula. I've been really working on the flexibility. That's why I've been going to so much yoga. I screwed up my back really bad, and I have a compressed disc in my left hip. But I've been going and seeing a doc. He's fixed me up, but his instructions initially was to walk two to three miles a day, every single day. Good. So I did that all through March and like early April. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to expediate it. So I just started like walking. I would walk two miles. It would take me like 33 minutes. Yeah. And so now I've just been trying to do that same thing, but just implement running. And I today, don't think you should be running. No, you don't think so? No, I think you need you, to be walking. Even six weeks out? No, right. because right. run, because running is very um, all right. hard on your joints well, and stuff. Well, uh, that's the good part. The, the bad part is I have a confession for you. Uh, you so encouraged me positively to stop reading all my crazy books yeah. and watching all my crazy documentaries. I did that for a long time. I really got into biographies, was reading all about Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West. And uh, I've fallen off the wagon. Oh, gosh. What did you read or I watch? Have, I've been reading a book all about Pat Tillman, the former oh, yeah. Arizona Cardinals safety who was who then gave up a multi-million dollar NFL career, went to Afghanistan, and yeah. then died in war. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of controversy and conspiracy yes. behind this. So, I mean, it is a conspiracy-ridden book, but it's also incredibly well-written and really, really good. And then I've been watching crazy documentaries. I watched a Jeffrey Epstein documentary, mm-hmm. a, a Jelaine Maxwell or whatever, his yep. accomplice lady, and I watched a George Soros documentary. So I've completely fallen off the wagon. The last well, week has been horrible Good for news. Me. There's new Love is Blind episodes <sighs> this Friday. I know. There the is. weddings. I have such a hard time admitting that I just am obsessed with this. I absolutely hate it. I think it's trash. Such trash. I find I find it unbelievably captivating. I know. I, I hate that I do. I know. I can't help it. It is a very fascinating experiment. Yes. We can't bore the people with love no. is blind. We got to talk about all the sports yeah. uh, you don't know about. Um, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here on ESPN Radio. Again, just a reminder, this is just us help letting you know about something going on in the community. 
the uh, annual Riverbank Run, April 29th here in Missoula. Visit riverbankrun.org, or you can also find information on the YMCA website uh, as well. 51st Riverbank Run, that's pretty cool. So cool. Are you doing it? No. See, I was I... considering getting my mile walk in. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe I could even, walk maybe it. maybe even the 5K. I guess I could walk it. Yeah, if I, can. I, I, am, I forgot, I, you can walk I, it. I have yeah, no, maybe I'll do it. I have it. no interest in running a 5K, but I certainly no. have interest in walking. I would walk a 5K. 40 mile, or like 40, 30 mile, 35 minute walk? Yeah, I walk 5Ks walk. all the time. There you go. Story, it's like I do it every day. You do? You walk that I much? walk every day, at least. How once a day. long? It depends. Um, yesterday, I did like a... 35 minute loop. There's a new trail over by Town Pump in Grant Creek. Okay. Um, so I went and did that yesterday after work. It was great. Um, that's but what that's keeps you zen. Only about two miles, I think, total. I don't think it, but if I had walked from my house, it would have been three or four miles. So I, next time I'll do that. All right, let's go through the cursive sheet. Carolyn takes her notes in cursive uh, and brings them in here on the back of something sort of sheets. Just our <laughs> sales, billing, repo- our sales, sales reports. reports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't right. want to waste paper. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so as we discussed a couple weeks ago, the um, Major League Baseball games are going to be quick, shortened, whatever, sure. faster. Right, new rules. New rules. Bigger bases. Carolyn be- thinks it's hilarious. Because of this... The beer sales have gone down oh. or could go down because it's quicker and shorter game. So now well, some, they should just stop being archaic about it and let people buy a beer through the ninth inning. Everybody stops serving beer in the seventh inning. Right. So just keep serving beer. So they are. They are. They are. Oh, okay. but Matt Strawn from the Phillies sure. has a problem with that because okay. he thinks that's really a bad idea because people are so drunk and then they don't have time to sober up before they have to drive. Okay. So a couple things have happened already at baseball games, and I'm not sure if it's because of the beer sales, you know, going later or what, but I guess uh, earlier in the week it was dollar hot dog night at the Phillies game, and a huge uh, food fight broke out Hmm. in the middle of the stadium. Now, if people had paid full price for those hot dogs, probably, what, $8, they might not have been throwing those wieners around. (laughs) Totally. But... (laughs) Because they're only a buck, people were like, eh, you know? It is it is interesting. I, I've actually battled with this in my head more than I thought that I would. Forever, the Grizz games and Bobcat games didn't have beer sales. Right. I thought that that was sort of silly in terms of lost revenue for the universities. But also I thought it was silly because I actually thought, ironically, it promoted binge drinking. Because people would drink run way out. more before yes. the game and then run out at halftime and drink as much as you can in 15 minutes and then run back in. Right. Like, if you just had beer in the game, maybe they'd drink more beer or I don't know. But, like, you'd be able to pace yourself, pace yourself. more. Regard- right. You're not regardless. shotgunning at the halftime. Sure, yeah. sure. But then now that there is beer at Grizz Games, I, I think that it's great uh, revenue opportunity for Montana. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that fans have the opportunity to do that. But now... There's so many fans that just go into the beer garden, which isn't in the stadium. And they're not even watching. So there's like thousands of people over right. here. And so it's like distracting from the game. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird scenario. Do, do, do they have a cutoff? Like no beer you know, in the fourth quarter? I actually or? don't know because okay. I, I just am always running around crazy at those guys. Yeah. I just don't. I've never asked. It's a good question. I should actually actually ask that. Well, I would an, say they probably don't serve in the fourth quarter. I would guess so. Um, another incident at the Colorado Rockies game was the mascot was out shaking his little purple tail and a man jumped out of the stands and tackled him. And now the cops are looking for him. (laughs) 
my gosh. And they're going to charge him with assault. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, maybe there's something to cutting people off. Yeah, maybe. There's no need to drink. Well, first of all, baseball is long. For sure. So... It's also boring. That's it is people, also boring, people, yes. people drink way more at baseball. I just I wonder... I mean, there's a large contingent of people in Missoula that go to, to baseball games to, to drink. Right. <laughs> you know but what I mean? here's a funny thing. You don't have to go to a baseball game to drink. You can drink at home. For sure. In your pajamas, <laughs> like I do. <laughs> like you do. Carolyn, she does no sports here on ESPN Radio. Uh, listen to Nuanas now. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, on your Thursday. What else you got? All right. So the Bulls played the Raptors. Last night. Indeed, they did. And DeMar. DeRozan. DeRozan's nine-year-old daughter was there. Mm -hmm. And when the Raptors were making free throws, she screamed at the top of her lungs purposefully so they would miss. And they did. Wow. And you could hear, if you go back and listen, there's all clips and everything. You hear the uh, guys talking while the guy's taking a free throw, and you just hear her blood-curdling screams. <laughs> now... I'm not a huge fan of being distracting during free throws. She's nine. No, I know she's nine. I'm not putting her down. She was doing it purposefully. She's nine. Right, I get that. Right. I'm just saying in general, I don't know if that's fair. I mean, all's <laughs> fair, especially in the NBA playoffs. Like, these guys have been getting yelled at when they're shooting their whole lives. They're fine. Okay. Well. It's, it was a funny story, though. It was really funny. It was a terrible game. Well, they won. Uh, the Bulls they? won. Yeah, the Bulls yeah, won. Yeah, the Raptors blew a 19-point lead. The Raptors are just awful. Some of these teams in the NBA are so bad. I can't wait for this part of the playoffs to be over because this is the play-in tournament, so this is all the teams that are, like, the worst. Right. And if you were, like, ninth or 10th in the NBA, it's probably because you actually had high expectations and you just failed. Okay. Like, of those bottom teams, the Thunder are the only ones that did well to get there. The Thunder were supposed to be the worst team in the league. They made it to the 10th spot. They only have... They have nobody over 24. They're super young. It's a great story. Those yeah. other teams, like, they got superstars like DeMar DeRozan and Pascal Siakam, and they're sitting there fighting for the nine seed. Those teams are trash. How do you feel about Tristan Thompson uh, I had joining no, the Lakers? The only reason that I ever even know Tristan Thompson is still in the NBA is because you're the only person that keeps <laughs> up with this. He's playing for the Lakers. Because of the Kardashians. Is he going back to Kardashian land? Well, I think I think Chris <laughs> is what who negotiated him getting on the Lakers. Chris... Jenner, Chris, Chris Jenner. Jenner, yes. Oh, my gosh. Because why else would he be on the Lakers? Oh, my gosh. Who, I mean, he's gross. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess he's a good player, but he's gross. Anyway, rumor has it Tristan and Chloe are back together. <sighs> I don't know when this girl's going to learn. What, when is this guy going to learn? What? Tristan Thompson was at one time a very good NBA player. They started dating Khloe Kardashian, and he like fell completely off the face I'm sorry. Of he started dating everybody, <laughs> not just Khloe Kardashian. I mean, he has... More yeah. baby mamas, and the, uh, he is, he's trash. Uh, so what do I think of him going back to the Lakers? If Tristan Thompson is going to get paid to play in the NBA, which he is, obviously. He's mm -hmm. obviously still good enough to, pay, to play, else he wouldn't be getting money to play for the Lakers. If he's going to play anywhere, he needs to play somewhere with LeBron. Because LeBron James mm -hmm. will tell him to sit down and shut up. Yeah, maybe LeBron maybe LeBron will rub LeBron off on him. LeBron helped him last time. The whole reason it fell apart is because when they were in Cleveland together, Trista Thompson was good. Okay. And then it all fell apart because he started dating a crazy Kardashian. LeBron bounces to LA and it all falls apart. Okay. All right. I like where you're going with this. If LeBron knew you in the past, LeBron is objectively good for you in the present. Okay. 
Like the other night, LeBron was throwing passes to all these dudes who aren't his old school homies. They're like young dudes that the Lakers just acquired. And he was so, like these guys would miss a three and he'd just stare, just burn <laughs> holes through them and just wonder why is that not Chris Bosh or James Jones or one of his old buddies? It's uh, it's quite a deal. Um, okay, well. I don't even, but to, I mean, just from a personal perspective, it's fine in LA. He, he's not going to make an impact on the Lakers. He won't play. No, he hasn't played so far. No, he won't I play. mean, it's only been like a week, but yeah, no, he won't play. He's go- here's my what I think is going to happen. He's going to be back in LA. He's going to act like he's trying to mend things with Chloe. Yep. But he's going to go out to the Saddle Ranch or whatever on Sunset Boulevard, yeah. and he's Jeez. going to get himself in more trouble. Jeez. He should have stayed in Ohio. <sighs> Here's the thing, though. This is so LeBron, because that's what LeBron likes. LeBron likes people around him that he can trust. Like he doesn't care if Tristan Thompson. Can, I don't even know if his trust is the right word. I was that, like that he, he wants that he wants to hang out with Tristan Thompson and trust do not well, totally, go together. But they're homies. Like LeBron just wants to hang out with him. LeBron just needs his people around him. Yeah, his circle. Yeah. Okay. That's why he always has gotten some of these busted old free agents to come play with him because he just wants his guys All right. around him. Check I mean, out. I can't disagree with that. It Check. would be fun. Sorry. <laughs> Chicken doesn't know sports. Uh, your favorite, most fluid, excellent professional radio segment uh, here on ESPN Radio. Uh, we'll have more NBA talk coming up in just a while. Uh, what else you got? All right. So you saw air. I did. Tell me what you thought. Oh, so many things. There's so many great little pop culture references. First of all, that'd be your favorite part. Oh, it's I can't very, wait. Very yeah. nostalgic for the 80s. Okay. Great soundtrack. Ooh. Some deep cuts. Like they have a couple Rufus songs on there, like okay. Shaka Khan ripping it up. It's pretty sweet. Uh, there's also sort of just all these sorts of little quips. Like when they're first brainstorming having Michael Jordan be the spokesperson for this shoe, they're talking about, well, the, the most endorsable athlete in the world is Bruce Jenner. And the most <laughs> second most endorsable is O.J. Simpson. And you're like, man. That is awesome. In 1984, if you would have known what was right. going to happen to those guys, better, worse, or indifferent, there's no way you could have predicted that. funny. Right? Okay. And they're sitting there yelling at each other about how Michael Jordan's not marketable and they should have got Magic Johnson and yada, yada, yada. But then... Sonny Vaccaro is like, no, that's the dude. I know he's the dude. We are going to change the world with this guy. And Phil Knight's like, nope. I won't spoil the entire movie. Yeah, but please I, don't. But basically, like... I mean, I think it worked out. I, I think it worked out. <laughs> I usually don't like sports movies only because I almost always know the end. So then I just inevitably find it a waste of time. This is a phenomenally well-written movie. The acting is great. I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are just the kings of Hollywood. I just think that they're so... I think it's so awesome that they have just spit in the face of the studio game. And they're just like, you know what? We're going to write, direct, and act, and produce all our own movies. Yeah. Get away from these studios. We're going to have sweet dramas on on the big screen still. I, I thought it was awesome. You got to see it. I will. I'm going to try and go this weekend. Uh, like I said, no one in my family will see it. So. Oh, man. I was going to tell you a little warning just for your, if you took your kids. Yeah. It's, uh, it's incredibly strong language. There's a lot of bad language. Uh, that's your, okay. Your kids are probably, <laughs> probably used to I mean, they're old enough that they yeah. can handle it for sure. Okay. Well. Um, I thought it was great, though. Speaking of Air and Air Jordans. Uh, the Air Jordan 13S, worn by Michael Jordan in, in the 98 finals, yep. just sold at auction. I uh, I saw this. Guess how much? You probably know that uh, you saw it. I, well, I, I didn't see it um, primarily, actually. My girlfriend yelled it at me. We, after we'd seen the movie, she was just like scrolling Instagram, mm-hmm. doing something in the kitchen. And she's like, oh my God. Uh, I think 2.2 million. Yeah, is that right? 2.2 million. Wow. For a pair of shoes. For a pair of shoes. Which, by the way, my son came home a couple weeks ago wanting 
some Air Jordans, and they were so expensive. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not buy these for you. Yeah. And they, these were some special fancy, I don't know what. How, how expensive is expensive? They were like $200. That's nothing. For, for a 13-year-old? For the for like what real J's cost? So like real Jordans cost like thousands of dollars. That's even stupid. like the non-special edition ones. That's stupid. I know. It's what it is though. No, absolutely not. I know. My brother has this like 10 pairs in, what? His, in his closet. Yeah. I hope he has them insured. He should just sell them. Yeah. I know he's he's attached. It, he's a sneakerhead. It's, it's okay. It's how it goes. I mean, listen, we all have our things. Hey, I, I have five million baseball cards at my mom's house. Yeah, she's not impressed. I have nothing <laughs> of not value. True. You have to have something. I gave you that Carl Malone card. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just mean like there's not. I don't really have anything that I would collect or, you really? know what I mean? No, no, no. Really? Mm-mm. You should start collecting wine corks. I mean, I do. <laughs> you should like save them. <laughs> Why? Because you can make like bolts and boards. I did. Out of them. I, we we have one. Yeah, okay. It took me like a month. No. <laughs> it, um, we have one of those, and no, I don't really collect things. My I have a, my son Nick is a hoarder, so we have enough mm. junk in our house. Yeah. I don't need more stuff. Yeah. My dad um, about five years ago brought down these like little I don't even know what they are these ceramic things, and he made up some story about how they were my grandma's and he's like these are generally passed down to on the dad's side to the granddaughter or something like he just wanted to get rid of them yeah he made up a story anyway i have those and i need to get rid of those all right all right i just don't i don't want stuff Uh, if you're looking uh for some workout change-ups go check out the hype house a great spin studio as well as uh offering strength classes now which are very fun high intensity and it is good for your overall well-being also go check out the hot house yoga downtown uh, I promise it's not that hot. I'm so excited. My neighbor texted me today and said, can I go to yoga with you soon? Because mm. I've been talking about yeah, it yeah. so much. And so we're going Monday early morning, 630. And I'm so excited to take her. Which uh, Monday morning, 630. It's power fusion. I might have to come with Do you. Do it. I really, I'm really trying to get back into getting up early. Okay. I was doing it for a while, and then I fell off the wagon. Let's and do it. Everyone, come Monday what, at 6.30. You want to know what killed me? It set me off for like a month. It was those two 9.30 p.m. tips during the Big Sky Tournament at the beginning of March. Oh. I stayed up till 4 in the morning, yeah, back-to-back no. nights, and then I was like screwed up Absolutely for the not. next month. This is what it, it's like getting old, folks. Uh, Chicken Ozone Sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? Brittany Griner's writing a book. Mm, is she actually she, writing it or is she having a ghostwriter or what's she doing? I don't know the logistics. Mm, I know okay. that there will be a book coming out and um, from her personal experience in prison with vivid detail. Wow. I'll that, definitely read that. <laughs> I'll I let will you know. read Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah, yeah. That's, it sounds interesting. So I'm, listen, uh, it'll be an interesting book. I, you, you'll get to, she'll really lift the veil on what happened in those. I've heard those, I think they're the, I don't know what they're called, but they're pretty gnarly. Well, yeah, prison's gnarly. No, especially in Russia. For for sure. I just, being locked up is pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah. No matter what. But yeah, certainly in Russia. I mean, the Russians are some of the toughest people. Watch it. They're listening. Oh, that's a total compliment. Oh, okay. For sure. Russian people have as much fortitude and uh, toughness as any people on earth. No question. Yeah. That's why there's, I mean, all the heavyweight champions in the uh, in the 21st century have been Russians besides a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the previews for the new George Foreman movie? No. Mm, that looks really good. But when I did you, when have you a... see Air, you'll see the preview okay. for the George Foreman movie. You will certainly want to see it. I did have a George Foreman grill. Uh, everybody did at yeah. one point, right? Is he the one who named all his kids George? That's right. Okay. Eight kids named George. Yeah. <laughs> no ego there. Uh, what else you got? All right, one last story, and okay. I'm, I'm actually... 
pretty upset about it. Uh, okay. The Cavender Twins yep. have one Miami more stars. University of Miami. Yep. Have one more year of eligibility. That's right. And they're dropping out. They're dropping out. They're not just going to transfer somewhere else. But, I mean, maybe they're transferring. Probably transferring somewhere else. I don't think so. Okay. I heard that they're foregoing their last year. Because why would they? Why would they transfer? They got to the Elite Eight. So I think this this probably needs some interpretation. Um, all of the girls that played their first year of college basketball, the year that the COVID year yes. happened. So this is a very select amount of girls. Because this is, the, or, or the guys apply here too, that played as true freshmen during the COVID year. They got they played four years of college basketball. This is an unprecedented case. It'll never happen again. They played all four years of college basketball, but they have this extra year of eligibility they can use if they would like. And they can got come, it. they can come okay. back to their school. They can go to a different school without penalty, free grad transfer, or they can forego doing it. So like at Montana at Montana State, they have these three seniors, right? Darian White is going to go somewhere else. Cola Badbear is going to go somewhere else. Madison Jackson is just going to retire. Will they still get their scholarship? They'll go get a different scholarship somewhere else. But, uh, like, but they would still get their scholarship if they stay at the school they were at. Even if they don't play? Uh, even if they don't play. Okay. Uh, well, I hope they're getting their degrees. That's all I'm saying. Oh, they probably already did. They probably just don't want to get a graduate degree there. Okay. That's the other part is you have to go to grad school. Oh. So, like, one of the Montana State girls, she's going somewhere else because she wants to go to dental school. Got it. So, she's doing that so she can get a year of free dental school, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Darian White's going somewhere else because she wants she th- wants to go pro. And she will go pro, but she thinks if she plays at a higher level one more year, it'll get her pro chances better. Okay. All right, the all Cavender right. Cavender Twins almost upset. certainly probably graduated. They probably just aren't coming back. To Miami, I wouldn't be surprised if they resurfaced somewhere else, or I wouldn't be surprised if they just like well, their social media. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, girls, listen, get your degree because this social media thing isn't going to last forever. No, that's true. But if they keep making the money that they're making right now, it really doesn't matter if it lasts forever. I mean, as long as they're, I know, as long as they're investing wisely. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they are like twenty two, so that's a lot of life. I think they have a good family base that. Keeps, for sure, well, and th- you know they—they they are so famous because they're blonde twins who are absolutely beautiful. Right, but they also were great basketball players, which yeah. then indicates like great work ethic. Like, they, I That's mean, I'm true. sure that they That's have true. a lot of ability to be, uh, you know, more than just basketball players and Instagram models. But all right, let's hope so. I hope so. I don't know though. It's something to keep an eye on because it is a phenomenon that's going all around uh, college basketball. Hopefully, they're not on OnlyFans before we know it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I, let me ask you this then, because I, I think that there is a lot of vitriol going around amongst college basketball fans. As of yesterday, uh, eight of the ten all-conference picks for Big Sky Conference women's basketball are transferring. Really? Most of these girls already earned their degrees at the schools they're at. They're just going to go play their fifth year somewhere oh, else. Okay. So they're going to grad school somewhere else. Okay. Some because they want to chase higher opportunities. Some because they want to start grad school. And then there's others that just are leaving to just not do anything. But people are hating on this because they're sort of leaving this smaller level of college basketball behind. But if you were presented this opportunity when you're like 22 years old, like Sophia Styles for the Lady Grizz did this last year. She graduated from the University of Montana. She transferred to Florida Gulf Coast so she could go live on the beach for a year. Yeah. You can't really hate on that, no, right? No, absolutely not. And especially if they're going to get further their education or, I mean, if they, listen, their first years were rocked. Their season was cut short literally in the middle of the season. Yeah. They were, I mean, I think they deserve that extra year. 
they work hard and it's okay if they go somewhere else and play. I think it's great. Besides, you said college the demise of college sports is coming. Imminent. Yes. Imminent. Yes. So let's try and keep this party train going. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. Okay. So, uh, I yeah, I agree. I I think that there's no no criticism that these athletes could possibly deserve if they've earned their degrees at the schools that they're leaving and they're just trying to forward their lives in one way or another. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's great. No, I was now ESPN Radio. What, uh, anything else? No, that's it. The, the playoffs <laughs> are starting for the NBA. I know you're not going to follow this at all, but no. one of the most intriguing storylines is about your little buddy, Steph Curry. So I'll keep you up oh, to date. What's going on what's with the going Warriors? What's going on with little Steph? Well, they were terrible all year because they were all hurt. Yeah. And then they turned it on at the end and... Uh, now they have the best first-round matchup because even though they're the sixth seed, they're playing the Kings, and the Kings haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years. So the Kings, who haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years, have to play the defending champions. Oh, wow. And so, like, the sixth seed doesn't matter. Like, Steph's just going to slaughter these guys. And right. Then all of a sudden, the Warriors are going to be rolling, and it's going to be really funny. Okay. Because the Lakers and the Warriors both just completely limped into the playoffs, and now they got these super young teams they get in the first round, and they're just going to slaughter them. I actually don't know if the Lakers are going to slaughter the Grizzlies, but they're going to roll. The Warriors, I think, are going to roll. And... uh what about the Lakers? Where are the Lakers going to be? The Lakers are in seventh, okay. but they have to play John Morant's Grizzlies. Okay. So they had a lot of distractions this year. Right. <laughs> Strip club videos. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Okay. So one other question, if we okay. have a moment. Yeah, just a moment. Since Tom Brady isn't around and I can't He'll make be back. fun He'll of him. He'll be on TV soon. Okay, but like, who should I hate? Well, Aaron Rodgers is still in the world. Yeah, I guess. I'm just wondering. I mean, if... I could give you a whole list of incredibly hateable NBA players. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's delve into that next time. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll bring a list of people for Carolyn to hate. Okay. Noted. It's on the calendar. And yeah. I mean, I don't really hate. I just want to make fun of them. All right. All right. All right. Uh, 6.30 a.m. yoga on Monday. Sounds, let's, let's do it. Sounds great. Thanks to the Hot House, the Hype House. Uh, both of them for uh, the presenting sponsorship of the Chick Who Does Know Sports. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Let's keep talking NBA. More NBA talk here on hour number two coming at you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, MontanaAdvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Some would say it's blasphemous to even ask, but I, I always think this. If The weekend comes out in 1982 instead of 2012 or whatever, is he Michael Jackson? I'm not saying he's the king of pop. He'll never reach the height of success that Michael Jackson did. There's something about being the first uh, that carries you a long ways. I still have so many thoughts about air, by the way, to share with you. I only gave a little bit there with Carolyn, but I do have a lot of thoughts just about the the phenomenon that was Michael Jordan. Uh, but that's such a parallel to the phenomenon that was Michael Jackson. Those two guys rose to immense and, and almost unparalleled fame during the early 1980s. But I just wonder, if somebody else from a similar vein was in that situation, would they have risen as high? Michael Jackson certainly has that uh, astounding star power and charisma. But The weekend's pretty good. 
I know the weekend is nowhere close to the level of fame or success or the run of hits that Michael Jackson had, but so much of that's because he's right now in 2023 when it's just so much more muddled and competitive and far-flung and widespread and all of it. Music musings here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Thursday. Appreciate all the engagement today. Thanks for all the texts and calls. We're going to do that more often because I just think it's fun. I I love... uh, Engaging with all you guys. Here's a text from a listener. Uh, we talked some uh, both Grizz and Bobcat spring football uh, during most of the first hour. And uh, here is a text about the Bobcats. What Bobcat position group most needs help from transfers? It's a really interesting question. Uh, I rattled through that uh, in my mind. I would have said receiver before this offseason, but they brought in a couple transfers at wide receiver, so they addressed that a little bit. I do think they need a couple of their guys that they brought in in the secondary to hit, but I also won't be surprised if they bring in a few more guys. I would probably say corner, but I would also say that the the I would say the number one position group that I not even I shouldn't say the number one. I would say every year a position group in which you can bring in a transfer and it would help you is every year in the Big Sky Conference because I think in the Big Sky. You can always get drop-down corners. Sometimes those are lockdown corners. But either way, it's just such a small – it's such a – It's such a, a uh, you have so much more leeway. Corner is such an inevitably competitive room and position. So you bring a guy in from JC, you bring a drop-down in, and you have your guys in the, in the program already. Well, if, if you hit on your transfers, you're winning. If you don't hit on your transfers, you're still pushing the guys that are sort of the incumbents. So I would say corner. I, I think Montana State could probably use another linebacker, too. I do think they have good depth on the defensive line. I think they have great depth on the offensive line. They brought in some receiver transfers. They have great depth at quarterback, running back, and tight end. So I think they're set on offense. Uh, I'd say the defensive secondary, though, is probably my answer. Probably safety and corner, and then probably linebacker as well. I think defensive front at Montana State is pretty well set up, too, in terms of guys they've had in the program for several years. Thanks for the questions. Keep them coming if you'd like. 406 888 I want to spend a little bit of time talking NBA, but first, let's do a little prep extra quickly. Uh, here are the uh, Montana teams. For the 2023 Midland Roundtable Montana-Wyoming All-Star Series. This has been going on for 47 years on the boys' side, 26 years on the girls' side. This is um, the the top high school basketball players from Montana. They go play a two-part series with the top high school basketball players from Wyoming. These games will take place June 9th and June 10th. The first games will take place at the Pronghorn Center in Gillette, Wyoming. They've almost always played in Sheridan. Uh, but this will be the first time it's been in Gillette. And then the Montana leg will be played on June 10th at Lockwood High School right outside of Billings. So we'll keep you up to date in terms of the times and when all this stuff is going on. But uh, here's the uh, here's the lay of the land. First of all, the Keller boys are the coaches. Steve Keller, who recently retired as the head coach at Providence. He's a guy who's coached basketball in Montana for almost 50 years. 900-plus wins for Steve Keller. So this will be presumably... Last basketball game he coaches in, so that's pretty cool. His son, Wes Keller, is the head coach of the Rocky Mountain College women's basketball team. Wes has done a great job. Rocky Mountain was in the national tournament this year. So Keller and Keller are the coaches of these squads. Uh, Steve's coaching the boys. Wes is coaching the girls. Here's the boys' roster. Our Class A vertical raise. Boys basketball player of the year, Royce Robinson out of Lewistown. 
Dougie Peoples, the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Butte Central. Eli Hunter, who's out of Bozeman Gallatin, who just recently committed to Carroll College. Connor Dick, our Class AA Boys Basketball Player of the Year, presented by Vertical Rays out of Missoula Hellgate. Lane Love, a Billing Skyview product who just committed to uh, Montana Tech. Seth Amonrude, who is the best player for the Class C State Champions, Manhattan Christian. Connor Mashad, who's an explosive swingman out of Frenchtown. Michael Murphy out of Glendive. Noah Dowler out of Kalispell Glacier. And Billy Carlson, who is a first-team All-State selection out of Billings West. The girls' all-star team for the Midland Roundtable Montana-Wyoming Classic looks like this. Alex Bullock out of Helena. Malia Ingen out of Coal Strip. Egan just committed to Montana State last, earlier this week. We're, we're getting to that, so we'll we'll follow up on that probably tomorrow during the show. But Malia Ingen, Egan, excuse me, the latest uh, in-state commitment out of Coal Strip. Elise Abbey, who was certainly one of the top candidates for our Class A Girls Basketball Player of the Year. She's out of Laurel. Lane Kearns out of Hamilton, also one of our top candidates for our Class A Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Avery Burkhart out of Bozeman. Ava Belich out of Manhattan Christian. Layla Bauman out of Billings West. She was also one of our top candidates for our AA Girls Player of the Year. Brooke Badanovich out of Butte Central, who's one of the top scoring guards in Class A. Jada Clarkston out of Helena Capital. And Maddie Moy out of Kalispell Flathead. Maddie Moy headed to Montana Western to play for Lindsey Woolley down there uh, in Dillon. So there's your, your roster for the um, Montana-Wyoming All-Star Basketball Series. A tease for later. I just this just came to my mind, but we're definitely going to have Steve Keller on the show. We got to talk to him about his phenomenal career and about this deal. So we'll, we'll effort that uh, coming up. Coach Keller's joined us a couple times before in the past, so uh, should be fun to, to get with him. That is our prep extra. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We're almost done with these play-in games not involving very good teams, and then we'll have real NBA playoffs. We shall discuss. All things NBA playoffs right after this. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuan is coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here are some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
when the Chainsmokers first came out, I was in Vegas. They were playing. They had a residency in Vegas. And I hadn't heard of them. Sometimes I'm like so great with music and I love music. And if you pay attention to the show, obviously I talk about music every single day. But sometimes I just feel like I live under a rock. I had no idea who the Chainsmokers were. The people I was in Vegas with were like, let's go to the Chainsmokers. And I was like, that sounds terrible. What's that? They're like, it's a cool band. Uh, no idea. I don't know. Even if I, I know who they are now, I'm playing them on my show. I don't know if, uh, if I would go now either, though. They're cool, though. That's a cool song. I'm feeling in a poppy mood today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications can help you and your small business in a variety of ways, whether it's high-speed internet, phone networking, fiber, Visit goblackfoot.com to see how they can help you and your small business. The Noir's Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. The M Store right now also has an Apple Store inside it. So if you got a MacBook like I do, you can go in there and uh, get it all fixed up. You can search for new uh, Macintosh uh, gear, and uh, it's a great place to, to go get your stuff serviced or also buy new Apple products as well there at the M Store. And the Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the Montana State Bookstore. The Montana State Spring Rodeo starts today. So if you need some rodeo gear there on the Bozeman campus, they got all sorts of rodeo deals going on. They got t-shirt deals, crew neck deals, sweatshirt deals, hat deals. Go check all the out all the rodeo gear there at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. Your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any day. The NBA playoffs rolls on. We had both play-in games on the radio last night. And uh, do I have this right? We'll have the, the Friday night ones on as well. The battle for the eight seeds. We'll go right into the Eastern Conference game right after Nuanas now on Friday. Well, that's cool. We also have Kraken hockey coming up tonight. There is no NBA playoffs games uh, going on tonight. So uh, we will have the Seattle Kraken game on. Well, give me the scenario for the Kraken that's rolling right now. This is like the end of the season for the NHL, right? This is what Jeff and I were just trying to figure out back here. It's the last game of the season for the Kraken. They've clinched a playoff spot, but they are still uh, they're in the seventh seed right now. In the West, they can get as high as the fifth seed, depending on they got to win tonight, and then depending on whether uh, other scores go their way, it's a big deal because right now the two seven series would have them play the Edmonton Oilers, who Connor, have the best Connor player in the David, world. Yeah. Uh, so they want to leapfrog at least one of the Los Angeles Kings or the Minnesota Wild to get out of that seven seed, but they got to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, who are playing for the number one seed in the West tonight. So that's a sweet game uh, on air at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, puck drop at 8:30. Nice. Uh, that game will also be on the main ESPN channel as well if you want to watch it on TV. Cool. Thank you very much, Andrew. The NBA playoffs, we will have our full playoff field after Friday night. Here's what's gone down so far. In the 7 versus 8th place games on Tuesday, the Miami Heat just stopped playing basketball like eight weeks ago. It's so weird to see. They're usually so well coached. They usually play so hard. They have a great core that has great chemistry. But they're just not any good. They're not even close to as good as they were Kyle Lowry looks two steps lower than he used to be, although he did score 33 points on Tuesday. 
Uh, Jimmy Butler is just not quite as good as he used to be. Bam Adebayo, they're squandering him. He's one of the great young players in the league. And uh, they just have not been very good over the last month and a half or so. And they got drilled by the Atlanta Hawks, who's been one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA over the last year and a half or so. But the Hawks rolled the Heat 116 to 105. So the Hawks uh, move into the playoffs with that win. Then the Lakers needed all they could get. They had a three almost at the end of the regulation that looked like the game winner. Then Anthony Davis fouls Mike Conley with .2 seconds left, and the T-Wolves force overtime. By the way, the Timberwolves led by as many as 18 points in this game. They almost completely blew it in regulation. Then they get a miracle, and they get overtime, and then LeBron James and the Lakers close it out. Uh, so the Lakers clinch the seventh seed in the West. Then last night in the uh, 9-10 game, the Raptors were absolutely rolling. They must have been up by as many as 20 in this game. They were up by 19, yep. <laughs> and, and in then, the third, yeah. And then the Raptors just completely stopped scoring, and DeMar DeRozan's daughter is going crazy and cheering on her dad. And the Bulls rally for 109-105 to 105 victory, 39 points for Zach Levine. Uh, and then the nightcap, the Thunder uh, were good. It was a really good game, but the Thunder were great closing it out. Josh Gideon near triple-double, and the Thunder beat the Pelicans 123-118. to So that sets up then a win-and-you're-in, loser-go-home game against the Bulls and the Heat. Isn't that fitting? Those are probably the two most disappointing teams in the East. And then it also sets up a win-and-you're-in, loser-go-home game in the West between the Thunder and the Timberwolves. If the Thunder make the playoffs, the the full playoff field, great story. If the T-Wolves miss the playoffs, what a calamity. What the hell are you doing? you got great players, including Anthony Edwards, during a breakout year, and you're not not operating at any sort of a high level. Uh, So these games on Friday, they're going to be ripe with desperation. I don't know if they're going to be ripe with good basketball, although I do think the Thunder are playing good hoops. Uh, Andrew, what do you think, though, of the, the games last night, particularly the late game? You were you were watching it. You were texting me. Um, the uh, I like the Thunder, man. They have a fun young core, and I like their young coach, too. I like the Thunder a lot, man, which, of course, probably means that they're going to lose to Minnesota <laughs> tomorrow night, and then they're just out of it. I really like the way they play. It's so unorthodox, man. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, these guys are not indescribable players because you can describe them really well, but they're just sort of, they don't have any comps, man. I don't know That's right. who you would comp Shea Gilgis-Alexander's game to. I mean, Josh Giddy's a 6'7 point guard. He can't shoot worth a lick. <laughs> Shea barely shoots from the outside either. For sure. But you can make it work with those guys because their ISO games are just so unorthodox. Here's they're going to worm their way to the rim. Here's a comp for you. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is... The, the strange love child of DeMar DeRozan and Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, see, I feel like DeMar DeRozan and Carmelo Anthony are really similar, though, with, like, the yeah. mid-range game. I, Gildre, SGA has a little bit of that mid-range game. You're right, though, because he's more of a slasher. Like, he just gets to the rim. He's an athletic. He's really athletic. The name that I came up for him a little bit with just how weird his game is is he's got a little bit of, like, the, the Saeed Pridget drive game in him. <laughs> That's interesting. Where he's, yeah. he's going to yeah. go behind his back twice yeah. and do a spin move, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's at the rim, and it didn't yeah, yeah. look pretty, but he's getting an open layup. Yeah. But I like that team. I mean, they've got two great pieces with those two guys, Jalen Williams, the Santa Claus. Jalen Williams is a real candidate for Rookie of the Year this year. He's a great piece, super bouncy, super fun, um, and they play really unselfishly. That was the thing that sort of struck me about 
Josh Giddy last night. You know, a lot of point guards are like, I need to be on the ball. Josh Giddy's always looking for the hit ahead. Uh, you know, if he's the guy closest to the ball when it gets comes out of the rim, he'll just take it and inbound it himself as opposed to being a guy who stands around being like, hey, go get the ball for me. Go inbound it for me. I think they're in an awesome place because what are the two things that that team needs most? Well, they need a big guy to protect the rim, and they need some shooting. Chet Holmgren's coming back for that team next year, and that's a great scenario for Chet Holmgren coming back next year because really all they need him to do is protect the rim. They don't need him to do anything on offense. I think if you add in a, a fully operational Chet Holmgren and then maybe one or two more shooters around that core, I like that team. I'm cracking up because I'm reading uh, Shea Gildress Alexander's uh, draft profile when he was coming out of Kentucky. His best comp, said the scouts, was Ron Harper. Whoa. <laughs> That's funny because he's a 6'6 point guard, so I kind of get that. But Ron Harper also weighs probably 30 more pounds than SGA. And Ron Harper is old man game to the max and never, ever in his life came close to averaging 31 points per game like SGA did this year. Yeah, if anybody out there has a good comp for Shea Gildas Alexander, text us in. We love the interaction today. Let us know what you think. But I like that Thunder team. I'm really hoping they beat the Timberwolves because that would just sort of also cap off the season from hell for Minnesota. So Kraken coming up later on tonight. Nuana's now coming up at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook riding with me on your Friday. And then we'll have NBA playoffs tomorrow evening jam-packed on ESPN Radio. So never change the dial. That's what you all do anyways. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app, and of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.